Uh, welcome back <laughs> to Origins and Adaptations, episode 30, You, you Don't Get Out Alive! Yeah, <laughs> this is Origins and Adaptations. I am Andrew. And I am Cody. And, uh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going we've got lots of news <gasps> for you guys. We've got some Marvel-related news. We have some... Marvel-related news. Marvel-related news as well. And then we've got some more... Marvel-related news. And then we have your favorite recent read at the end. Yeah. Which is not Marvel. Like, like no. It's the one thing... We don't need this. to tell them what it is. But it's it. not Marvel. But it's not Marvel. Yeah. So, first off, uh, just going right into it, is Michael Keaton. Confirmed. Finally. Michael Keaton is confirmed as the Vulture. The Vulture. Even though I think everyone we all was kind pretty of, sure. Yeah, I think we all kind of knew this was going to happen, but it's kind of awesome that... His it's place actually is, confirmed, it's yeah. secure. Yeah. Um, and then we got Tom Holland, who is secure for six movies six in movies the Marvel movie deal. Marvel. So that's at least Spider-Man. I think they're including Civil War. I don't know. Um, and then we have, as I assume... Oh, you think they're not including... Or that's six, including the one he already did? I think so. Okay. Um, if not, that's awesome. That means more. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that's going to be uh, the two Avengers movies. Nice. Uh, and then so, and then two other movies that mm. he's either going to be a cameo in, um, or he uh, is actually going to be like that. Could be two two more Spider-Man movies. Yeah, so, really interesting. They're casting a whole side cast for him for Homecoming. So I I mean I assume that they are looking to. Well, that boy's lucky. Yeah, he's got he's... a little bit of a career carved out for him. He does. Six six movie deals could be the next like ten years. I yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. We'll see how That's long crazy. they take. Um, and then we have the Ghost Rider Netflix series, which is... Uh, or, pardon me. Yeah, or or movie. Uh, yeah, so... Coming out. Uh, it's still... Possibly. It's in the talks. It's it's in the talks. So it's either going to be a TV Netflix series, um, which I would assume kind of goes in the line where... With Punisher. Um Kind of like how Punisher is a spin-off of the Defenders. Mm-hmm. So there's the Defenders, the four main, and then there's going to be a Punisher Netflix series. So I'm wondering if they're looking into doing the same thing with Ghost Rider. We might even get Punisher in Ghost Rider. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, or just making a movie for Ghost Rider. And I think they're looking at using the Ghost Rider from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. Well, that would be the most logical choice. Marvel's uh, a little could... bit better at a continuity than yeah. their DC counterparts. Well, it's Robbie Reyes. Not counterparts, but it's... they're rivals, I should yeah. say. Well, it's Robbie Reyes in the in, in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but they, in this spoiler for those who have not, like, hold your ears for like 10 to 15 seconds. Um, the They revealed that Johnny Blaze is in this universe. In which you in in which universe? The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Um, and so he could be, it could be a like this is the Johnny Blaze story. Um, so you're saying conceivably we could have a different Ghost Rider in the TV show than the one we get in the movies, and it would be two different characters. It wouldn't be yeah, they'd be two different t- versions yeah. of the same character. Exactly. A la DC universe, where you have the TV universe and you have the movie universe. Yeah, you and have. It's all a big crap storm. You got discount Batman, and then you got real Batman. Yeah. By discount Batman, you're referring to Green Arrow. Yeah, because they. I mean, Talia Al Ghul is going to be in the new season of Arrow, 
It's just like, uh, stop. It's like, let's just introduce all of Batman's cast of characters and not have Batman in it. Yeah. Because no one likes Batman. Everyone likes Green Arrow. Everyone likes Green Arrow. Yeah. Now, forgive me, this is going to... I'm not saying that it's good to be an ignoramus. I'm just saying I'm a bit of an ignoramus when it comes to the Arrow TV show. Okay. Most people don't have any problem with that. Um, Yeah. Did they even have many of Arrow's... They had Merlin? True villains, besides Merlin. Merlin is his his main. Uh Uh, They had... um, Cupid. I think her name is Cupid. I don't know. They They had the Huntress, who once again... Is a Bat Family character. So, uh, I'm right. So, they really are... And they had Raish, or Roz, however you want to say his name. Yeah. Al Ghul. Now they're having yep. Talia come on board. So... Deathstroke. We, okay, we, we talked about all this last episode, or the episode prior, I feel like, about how the cast in Daredevil is... Daredevil. Green in, Arrow. In Green Arrow is really just the Bat Family villains. I mean, and, and I bring it up every time. Yeah. It's terrible. Really well, it's only... just like kind of, it's the, kind of the weak sauce to have a character and to not use his rogues gallery and his, the, the cast of characters yeah. that you'd see. Oh, they do have Count Vertigo. Stories. Count Vertigo's in it, but he's lame. And so it's not great. Um, That's funny they have The weird the thing is, too. during, she's during season two, season two of Arrow and like the first half of season three... And the Flash was out, and they were talking about Legends of Tomorrow. And I'm going, man, DC has their TV shows on lockdown. Then, the second half of Season 3 of Arrow went downhill. Legends of Tomorrow was kind of subpar. Flash, still good. Uh Uh, Supergirl, not good. So it's like, what is going on? Like, why can't they, they just can't get anything together. That's bugging me. I feel like the most DC has to offer, whether it's TV or film right now, is moments or glimpses of things that look pretty good. Yeah. For well, instance, uh, DC Cinematic Universe, Batsuit, Arsenal, Batmobile, just, you know, the voice. All the coolness of Batman's there. Movie mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. Um, cool fight scenes, no, you know, no synopsis. Well, I mean, there's yeah. a synopsis, but it's terrible. Um, and I'm the, I'm one of the biggest DC fanboys that I know in terms of just how much I just prefer DC over not just Marvel, but really any other, any other label that I've, you know, read from. And Mm. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't keep pretending that it's not there. This is true. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I had a case of loser denial once and then, I don't know, the voice (laughs) of God spoke to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i pretty straightforward with the... Uh, like, when people ask me about X-Men, they're all like, oh, you're a comic book fan. But you like the X-Men movies, right? And I go, <laughs> no. And then I have to explain everything, and then they go, well, huh, I still enjoy them for what they are. And I go, that's cool. I, I didn't care. <laughs> like, I, your your opinion on the X-Men movies... I still like Days of Future Past and First Class, irregardless of the reinterpretation of not only the the plot and the synopses, but what they did with the characters, 
reversing things that don't make any sense being reversed. I still think it's true that they made compelling movies. I understand where you're coming from, though, as a purist. Not even a purist. As a purist. Well, you are. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that. Well, I guess yes, that's right, because you love the Nolan Batman films, and those are total reinterpretations. Yeah. They're, I mean... It's funny because people always talk about how the Nolan films brought Batman brought Batman back to where he should be, but I mean at the same time they did make it more realistic and they did yeah. add a couple characters who weren't in the comic I'm, books. I'm totally fine, like with with different iterations of things. Mm-hmm. I'm totally cool with that. It's the changing the entire character. Well, to for instance, your, to fit your narrative, to me, Scott is, Summers is, is um, lazy writing. Dad becoming his brother, or vice versa, in the movie, I believe, in Wait, the X Men First Class. I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, why am I forgetting his name? You mean the the reverse? Yeah, they reverse that. They changed Alex Summers. Alex Alex Summers, who who is why am I forgetting his code name? Havoc. Havoc yeah. is not the same person in the movie as he was in the comics originally. No, they're they're he's for um, first class. They made yeah. He's just, Scott's younger brother, right? The, and the it, it makes no sense that they made him an older relative. Yeah, I I I, I was and the fact that the first class really wasn't confused. The first class. Right. Well, like, that's essentially for, what I'm for, saying. Except for Beast. Mm-hmm. But that's essentially what I'm saying is they. Just decided to put things out of order or change entire the entire character. Yeah, and I I guess I just I, I just thought it was a really compelling movie. It's, it's like overall. the first the people who watched the movie uh, Aragon, and they go, "Man, that was nothing like the books." That is me every time I watch an X Men movie. I go, "This isn't the comics. Like mm-hmm. this is not." And you can you can put a different title on it and it would be the same movie like don't call it x-men mm-hmm. it's your own version of something mm-hmm. like that's yeah well it's interesting because um i have a friend who is uh a massive well actually not a, not a close friend but an old an old co-worker who is a you know as i would call a treasured acquaintance huge harry potter fan mm-hmm. <laughs> treasured and he was griping to me, this is years ago, about how he felt that in the Harry Potter films, the characters' inflections in their voice weren't were as described in the novels. See, that's a purist. Yes. That's a purist. That's a whole other level. Yeah. And he was saying how they react, the character, or the actors react to things quite a bit differently than the characters are, are described to as they are in the books. And I told him... You have no idea what it's like being a comic book <laughs> fan watching movies. I was yeah. like, in... At least they get their appearance In the right. Dark Knight movies, we were just happy that they got the character, the Joker, right. And they got the fact that Batman is this kind of hated vigilante. Like We were just happy they got the basics. Yeah. We were just stoked <laughs> that finally they got the basics. And it was they were good movies. Well, it's like, I mean, after watching the Nolan Batman films, it made... Um, one of my Batman, one of my favorite Batman films, not one of my favorite Batman films anymore, which is Batman Returns. Yeah. Because they took the weirdness that was already there in mm-hmm. 89 and went full throttle, and it's like, holy cow! Yeah. Now this isn't even Batman anymore. This is people running around in suits being weird. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I just think it's funny that comic book fans 
people have no idea what we tolerate when it comes to like honoring the source material. Yeah. Because there's books are probably movies are made out of novels all the time and they change things, sure. Yeah. But it sucks when you're a fan of like all these graphic novels and for most part none of them have been, have been made. I mean, yeah, Watchmen, V for Vendetta, but think about all the fantastic graphic novels that haven't even been actualized on the big screen as they should be. And then when they do when it's terrible it just hurts. Yeah. I mean, I personally did love Watchmen. Um, it's, I think, the best thing Scott Snyder's ever done. Scott. Frick! You did it this time. You, you did, did it last time. time. Zack Snyder. Zack For those Snyder, who don't know Scott Snyder. Writer writes of Batman. Batman. Yeah. A superior writer in every way. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think For he's currently doing All-Star Batman. Batman and All-Star Batman and Robin? Is he doing this? Is he doing? No, he's doing All Star Batman. It's just All Star Batman. Okay, well, it's the current Rebirth title. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's him. It's him and uh, I don't mind Two Face's backstory. Gotcha. It's actually really cool. Well, okay, we talked a lot about that. Okay, so let's let's keep it moving here. Uh, so just some kind of just announcements. Nothing too big. Uh, Cloak and Dagger, which is a um, a duo group. a man and a woman. They both have powers and they're connected to each other. Cloak can teleport people. His, his like, cloak is... He, he can connect to it and he can teleport people with that. And then Dagger um, has, like, some psi abilities. Like, psychic abilities. Um, where she can actually uh, form physical matter and throw it at people. Um... And they're, so they are getting a TV series. It was announced. Um, So that's cool. I'm excited. Not too big into Cloak and Dagger, but, you know, whatever. Uh, As as long as they get some stuff right, as long as it looks cool, that'll be great. Um, And then Telltale, this is actually pretty cool. So Telltale, they make uh, narrative video games, um, kind of based on a pseudo-choice where you continue a story... um, through different actions and uh they've done a couple of comic book games already they did uh the wolf among us which is based off of the fables comic book the um the independent um series fables which is really good if you guys haven't tried it you should definitely check it out um and then uh they did a batman um just recently a batman series which i heard was okay um i haven't played I haven't played it. Uh, I've been meaning to get around to it. Uh, and then, uh, so their new game they announced is going to be a Marvel um, series. And they announced that it's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy series, uh, which should be pretty cool. They did a Borderlands, which is a video game, another video game franchise. They did a Borderlands <clears throat> game, which is based in space uh, with different uh, people out in space. and so And that one was really well done. So I'm hoping that this is good. I'm also hoping they go more off the comic books instead of going off of the movies just because the comic books have more to offer. Um, that would be the comics from the uh, early 2000s to the, the late 2000s. That run there, that would probably be the best run to go off of. But So if you're listening to Telltale, uh, you should definitely make it off of that. Best Star-Lord in my opinion. And then a big, big announcement, which is weird. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, Inhumans, uh, 
uh, is announces a TV show. It's an eight episode miniseries um, coming fall 2017 on ABC Family, which is where Agents of Shield is because it's owned by Disney. Um, and the weird thing is they haven't talked about the movie at all. So there was announced uh, Inhumans movie in 2019. Uh, this is one of two things. Either they are saying, hey, we need to get the audience up to date um, on the story of what the Inhumans are without making an origin story for the movie. So we're going to do an eight-episode miniseries that they can watch before, which would be something entirely new that Marvel hasn't done. Um, or it's they are canceling the movie and they are replacing it with this TV show. I'm going to be more on the side of the latter just because... Uh, <laughs> moron. Moron. Sorry. <laughs> um, Sorry. On the side of the latter... Uh, just funny. because... That's funny. Yeah. So, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Carry on, wayward son. Oh. P1, P1. Kansas. 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 I like it. There's no place like home. I'm just dusting the wind. Okay, um, okay, yeah. Because Black Bolt is the, um, lead. Black Bolt, for those who don't know, is the head of the Inhumans. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to... To think about on that, just because we don't know what's happening, um, and it's it's weird because the Inhumans, I like I like the old Inhumans. Like I read a lot of the 1970s, um, where the Inhumans were first announced. I've read some of the early. You mean stuff. when you were reading everything on the face of the earth, everything about the Kree Scroll War, all that? Yeah. So, I need to get back to that. Did you really come out and admit what you did? How you just basically read everything that ever happened for like 30 years. Oh, I, I think <laughs> I did, didn't I? On the show. Um, Everyone, Andrew just basically binge read anything with when, any importance to it when I from s- Marvel. When I said like I had... 1960 to about what, 1980? Well, when I said I had burned myself out on comics, um, you meant I, don't, I don't know what the average person's comic book intake is um right i think i pretty much read any important crossover and everything to do with that crossover Mm -hmm. uh from 1940 to 1970 for marvel that's a lot anyway inhumans inhumans um so the inhumans right now are terrible in the comics really bad uh because they are knockoff x-men uh, Marvel is in the state of where they Kmart X Men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, essentially, and it's it's really weird because you have these really cool characters and the Inhumans, and they're going oh, but we have to try to do what X Men did, which was make more X Men, um, and make more interesting X Men. So we're going to make more Inhumans and make more interesting Inhumans, and it didn't work. Mm. And it doesn't work. Mm. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to do, you know how, uh, you know how uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey had their issues, and then they split up, and then Cyclops got with Emma Frost, and it was this whole thing. Well, we're going to have Black Bolt and Medusa split up for no reason. Medusa's the queen of the Inhumans, and Black Bolt's the king, and they're like, going to split up, and she's going to get with uh, Human Torch from Fantastic Four 
And it's just like, why? Why are you doing any of this? Uh, and so it's just not good, just like a lot of Marvel comics right now. Um, I just feel like they don't know what they're... I feel like they don't know their audience, which is really weird. They're, in their mind, their audience is the, the people going to watch the movies, which in their mind is people from 14 to 21, mm. um, which is not the case. Uh, comic book readers, most comic book readers are from the age of 20 to 35. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and we're adults. We, I mean, I don't want to say like adult edgy things. Is that an actual we, figure? I wouldn't say so. Most statistics are just thrown out. Just like mine. No, oh, about, about, no 20 to 35? Uh, in my experience. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, when I go to the comic book shop, I'm not seeing 14-year-olds to 21-year-olds. I am seeing 20 to 35-year-olds. It might be older. Um, yeah, I was going to say, <clears throat> I think now I would say closer from, I would say... <sighs> I see a lot of, like... Actually, a couple of... Uh, I see eight, a lot of my age in the comic book shops. Yeah, 24-year-olds. Um, actually, I know a couple of guys I worked with over the summer who were in their late teens, who were like seniors in high school. They were reading Batman and Superman Rebirth. Um, but yeah, most people that I see, I would say 25 to 45 is what I would say. Okay. I, um, I mean, it's funny. People forget, including myself, that, uh, 45-year-olds are now... There are younger people than they used to be, if that makes any sense. I mean, yeah. I I mean, because those people grew up... Yeah. Not well, that long ago, really. It's also they didn't grow we have up, different they standards. They didn't grow up in the '60s. They grew up in the, yeah. in the late '70s and '80s. Yeah, we're people, people who are in their '40s. Yeah, standards are different. Mm. Where before it's like you have to be professional, you have to be an adult, and yeah. I was like, man, who cares? Well, also, I think you know, comic books grew up with the readers. That started. Yes. That started in the '90s. But the problem is, is Marvel isn't. That's what I'm trying to get at. Right. Is they're stuck in this like millennial. Um, I hate that term because it's, I'm I'm in it. Um, this millennial sense of like, oh, yeah. everything has to be witty and quippy. Everything has to be a joke. And it's like, no, it doesn't. See, um, I was a little worried about that with Doctor Strange because even though the jokes they made in Doctor Strange were very witty and funny, I was worried they were going to keep that up too much. But they used it just at the right times. Yes. Just in the right moments. Good. Because when they first Good started moments. making those jokes, I was like, oh, here we go. Another movie that just could be full of rambling, they, but they no, fit the, it wasn't. I like that they fit the style. They fit the characters. So whenever Doctor Strange made a joke, he was so used to people laughing at his jokes just because they were afraid of what he could do to them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's that's a big point, is he's this high-acclaimed, like, surgeon mm-hmm. um, who surrounds him, himself with essentially yes-men um, that are like, who are good at the job, but are going to do what he says. Yes. Because they're afraid of losing their job. Yes. Um, and so, that's why I love that that part where, like, he's trying to get Wong to laugh. <laughs> yeah, well, there's um, a couple parts. Well, it's throughout the whole movie. Like, he's doing it. Um, and he's like, usually people laugh at my jokes. And and it's that, that sense that you see. It's like, they're only laughing because they're afraid of the power you wield mm-hmm. over them. Uh so it was is cool. cool he to see is him. really funny though. Yes, I mean he's genuinely funny. Yeah, uh, but I could see the situation they were in. Uh, it not being funny. Oh, it's, totally. It's, it's weird. Like as an audience member, where it's hilarious. Sure. But when like if you put yourself in that situation, it'd be like this guy is annoying. 
Like, it, the, these oh, jokes yeah. aren't funny. Yeah, it's definitely. Like, it's like, you're yeah. slowing us down, douchebag. Yeah. 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 And so it's, I really enjoyed that movie. I, that humor is not in the comic books. Uh, it's trying it's, too hard. It's trying too hard. And it's annoying. Like, they do, uh, must, like, they do goatee bros between Tony Stark and Doctor Strange. Yeah. He's like, he's like, pound it, bro. Uh, yeah, I've seen those. Uh, and it's just like, man, stop. And it, yeah. the writing is, across the board, it's the same. Like, characters don't have their own personalities. Um, it's just, it's weird. DC and Marvel made this big switch. I don't know. I feel like the go you mentioned the goatee bro type humor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just comic books trying to be self aware to say, "Hey, look, we're relevant." Yeah. Hey, look, we can fit in with this new witty millennial sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, the millennials are I mean, the I ones g- with money. I know. <laughs> no, the thing is that I understand. I understand how it those types of things are funny when you're with your friends. Yeah. But sometimes... It's like... It's like in uh, the Ghostbusters movie. There's that clip where um, Melissa McCarthy and I forget which one... Kristen Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. You really uh, hate that scene, don't you? Wait, you? You, you, (laughs) You me? You, me? (laughs) Yeah, I do hate it. And it's so... It's so damn generic, it makes me nauseous when it's yeah. just like, oh, you were going to go, oh, I thought, because I, because I thought you yeah, were. Yeah, awkward. Yeah, and it's like, this has been done before. Yeah. So when I read those lines in comic books, occasionally I'll still laugh because yeah. like, okay, you know, when you read something, it's a little different. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that? How things like are entertaining like that sometimes when you read them? I yes. get, I get more annoyed with it in movies. Than, yes. than comics, but it's still kind of getting a little bit played out in comics well, now, too. The big thing about comics is you, you're not forced to listen to it. And you're not forced to read it. Like, if you see something, you're like, okay, and you look at the picture. It's like, what's going on here? What's this other dialogue? I can skip this one a little bit. Yes. In a movie, you're forced to sit through that comedic moment. Right. And you and it's that awkward, like, I should be laughing right now, but I'm not. That, that just kind of... You know... Um, I've never felt that feeling more in my life than, and I might take some heat for saying this from some people, hopefully no one I respect, uh, when I first watched a Jeff Dunham stand-up comedy. Oh, really? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I've never seen one of his. So, um, one or two of his puppets are just, now I'm not a super PC person all the time, but... Some of... Aquaman the Dead Terrace is very... Yeah, it's it's kind yeah. of pushing it a little too far, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then, it wasn't just that. Nothing he said, in my opinion, evoked genuine laughter. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, this is the kind of delivery and wit that you just... You should find this funny. Yeah. It was just, like, so generic and so... I don't know. It just seems, like, safe to just be like, oh, here, here here's a bunch of... Here's a bunch of goofy stuff. Just laugh at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love goofy humor, but there has to be something there that evokes genuine laughter. Yeah, um, it's that's why it's hard for me to find. But what I'm saying is actual it, comics. Yeah, it, it's annoying when you have those moments where you're like, I should like they're trying to make me laugh right now. Yeah, and I am going to resist definitely because it's just not. <clears throat> or I should say, I don't have to resist. Yeah, cause it's because it's not <laughs> or. 
Yeah. Or when, like, everyone around you is laughing. You're like, I should laugh. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like, I, don't, I should be I don't laugh. Right be- I don't laugh because of peer pressure. So yeah. I think what I was going to say was, I was watching it, and none of my family noticed that I wasn't laughing at all, and they were all laughing. Oh, yeah. It was actually, I think it was my uncle and my... Uh, cousin-in-law i suppose would be yeah and um his son and his little when the five-year-old is laughing the most that's not Mm -hmm. a good sign (laughs) because that means the five-year-old understands the jokes or at least that like this is what a five-year-old finds funny yeah which to me isn't the most telling sign that the joke is yeah very well thought out or very clever i guess i'm also i'm a little bit biased towards certain types of humor Mm-hmm. In comics, like, sometimes things are just goofy and they're just funny. Yes. They don't... Sometimes it's... Like, I will never maybe get, I'm, maybe I will I'm a never get but... tired of the Nightwing having the best butt right. in the DC universe. That's just funny. It's hilarious. I, I don't know what it is. It's just... Basically, the joke is that Dick Grayson is basically better looking and more sexually attractive than any woman in the DC universe. And that is awesome. Yes. I don't know why. I just, I find it funny that women are like, dang, I'm jealous of that. Like, yeah. I'm je- I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm jealous I don't have a butt that good. Yeah. And it's just really funny. Because he is one sexy man. <laughs> he is one sexy man. And he's, it's well deserved. It's well deserved. <laughs> well, I just love it just because, you know, Grayson is such a such an awesome stand-up guy. Yeah. And we all just love him so much. And the fact that he gets that much cred. Yeah. <laughs> it's just beautiful. There's some things like he that. He gets all just, the women. Yeah, some things like that just evoke genuine laughter, and some things are just trying too hard. Yeah. I do think when you try and... And you know I have absolutely nothing against sarcasm or humor that's out of place, and it doesn't annoy, yeah. it doesn't annoy me when I hear it. No, no never does. <laughs> no, I just... I'm one of those people who, when, when it doesn't belong, it doesn't belong, and yeah. just get it out of my face. Yeah. So, I mean, I shut it down almost instantly. Yeah. Like, it's why I stopped. Uh, another thing I did was about six months ago, I went, I'm going to read uh, everything Marvel has put out since Secret Wars. And I was doing a pretty good job. And then I got to uh, The Adventures of Squ- Squirrel Girl. I remember this moment in your life. And uh, I went, I'm done. And not because of the Squirrel Girl comic. It's actually a good comic. I'm, I was just done with the tone of Marvel. I was done with it. There was... I had gotten to this point where I went, I don't care about any of these characters. Like, I don't care at all what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when I went, man, they really just killed my spirit. Mm-hmm. They really killed my spirit. Which is the exact opposite of Rebirth, where it's like, I, I've i never read a cyborg comic. I'm reading a cyborg comic now, and I am so into it. Like, mm-hmm. I want to read more of this. Yeah. Um, I've never read a Deathstroke comic, and that was awesome. I want to know more about Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that, because they each have their own characteristics. They didn't try to make Deathstroke this vulnerable villain, um like they do with Loki in the movies. As cool as it is with Loki in the movies, they make you feel for him. Deathstroke is evil. Like he yeah. he just kills people. Um and they don't try to make you feel for the villain. Yeah, there's 
there's something they, to be said for a villain that you like him as the villain because you don't like him. Yes. Yeah. He's a good villain. Yeah. He's not a villain that you're trying to understand. Like Doctor Doom. That's why I love Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom, in his mind, is right. What he is doing is the correct thing to do. It's wrong though. Um and it's the fact that he's so stubborn and it's like yeah. a jerk. And like he's yeah. he's an egomaniac mm-hmm. and he's powerful. Like he is a villain. Um Lex and you Luther, and you love to hate him. Yeah. Lex Luthor is right, but he's also wrong. He is a villain. Mm-hmm. Um I I love that aspect of these characters that they're still villainous at the end of the day because that's their flaw. Mm-hmm. They are evil. Yeah, in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I know they try and make you feel for Loki because he's Thor's brother, yeah. and Thor has Thor does have empathy for him. Yeah, and Loki and, has his moments, and his his backstory is tragic. Like, yes, and that's and that's a big thing. Uh, also, Tom Hiddleston is a charismatic man, um, so people are just and just a gr- just a great actor and yeah. just perfect for the part. Yeah. When I think about Loki. Uh, I don't actually think about the drawings on the comics that I really? that I read. I think about Tom Hiddleston. It's it's hard for me to. I still I, I can't I can't actually say the same thing for Chris Hemsworth. I actually think about all the classic drawings of Thor. Oh really? Yeah yeah yeah. I guess he's he's getting there for me though. Like when I think of Thor, I now think of Chris Hemsworth. I think of him, um, but the first thing that I think about is like the classic, the classic you know, bright blonde hair. Um, the armor with the circular, mm-hmm. the circular, you know, print on, on the front. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just the classic old, uh, the Jack Kirby style of yeah. Thor. I don't know why. For some reason for Thor, like that's, that's always what Thor will be to me. I don't, it's a good, it's good. It's, it's a good standard. It's a good, it's, good it's a good standard, but, but Chris Hemsworth is just one beautiful, um, awesome dude. Yeah. I, I don't think they could get better Thor though. You mean in terms of actors? Oh, like, gosh, I, no. It's no, no, weird. No, 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 no. Like, I just can't see a better Thor. Um, and that's what's interesting to me is we've been saying this for eons, but Marvel and DC, in terms of their cinematic universe and what they're doing in the comics, are completely 360'd on yes. one another. Yes. When you look at how successful and amazing Marvel movies have been versus how... All my friends who read Marvel comics consistently are consistently, you know, disappointed. Yeah. And then um, DC, which hasn't been very hot in the film department for years, uh, with the exception of the Dark Knight trilogy and you know yeah. moments here and there, uh, is is back. On, they're back on their feet now. Yeah. With with Rebirth and uh, I haven't read much of Rebirth, but the snapshots that I've caught. Some of the issues of Flash that I read, and then yeah. the the rebirth, uh, the the main rebirth issue, and some of the Batman uh, Flash, like doing work together, some of that, mm-hmm. some of that uh, it's just really solid. Yeah, and and uh, I wish has, DC's movies could be has on that heart. track now. It has heart. Oh yeah, that's the biggest thing. The, the like... Barry the Barry Allen Wally West moment. Oh, it's enough to make a grown man just ball. And it did. And it did. <laughs> it made two men, two grown men ball. And I was like, yeah! It was so good. For those who have not read Rebirth, go read Rebirth. It's so good. That's um, actually, like, 
Because it is kind of a self-contained story in itself. I mean, in yeah. a way. Would you consider it its own story, kind of? Rebirth? You could read that and be happy with it. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, yes, it is an introduction to the Rebirth titles. I get that. But it's a really satisfying read yeah. by itself. Um, it's just they leave a lot of things open-ended mm-hmm. at the end. I yeah. guess we already spoiled that on the show. What what happens at the end? I think we did, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but anyways, it, we it need was, to, we, it was months ago, man. That's that's like that's like June, July. It's already been that long. No, I know it was that's it was crazy. it was a very long time ago. Um, let's get back on track yeah. here. Uh, so this is actually an interesting thing I found out. Like, it's not huge news. Um, it's just really cool to learn. So, uh. There is a reason that Negasonic Teenage Warhead was actually in Deadpool. Hmm. Um, for those that don't know, it's the she's the emo girl that has the combustive powers um, that like is able to blow stuff up. That is not her power in the comics. That is not her power. So uh, Fox actually had the rights to the character, um, but. This is interesting. I did not know this. Uh, they do not have the right to do whatever they want with that character. It's really interesting. Um, so they had to go to Marvel and say, Hey, we would like to change her powers. Can we do that? And Marvel said, Yes, as long as you give us the rights back to one of our characters. And that was Ego, the living planet. Um, for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, um, who is going to be played by Kurt Russell. So it's it's really cool that this happened. It's it's like it's insider stuff that I didn't know. Like like studios have rights to characters, but they didn't have the right to change their power. Yeah, that's really that's really cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's really out there. Yeah, and I, I never even would have thought about that. And that. Like, Marvel got the rights to one of their characters back because of this. Like, yeah, Marvel, that's really cool. Marvel was... It's weird because Ego is going to be such a big part of Yeah, if you, can, if you can make a trade that's going to be not only mutually beneficial, but perhaps even more beneficial to you anyway, yeah. do it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really cool. And to them, it's like... That's just such a weird no-brainer because, like, oh, we're getting the rights to one of our characters back, and we don't even care what you do with this character. Right. That's, that's, it's interesting. It, it actually made me happy for Marvel. And, hey, Deadpool didn't suck, I'll say that. Deadpool was great. Deadpool's a fantastic movie. Yeah, we'll see about the second one. But, Do you have doubts? Uh, Tim Miller, the director of the first one, is off the project. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to suck. No, I just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm just going to wait till the movie comes out and go, and go see it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, just a... Another cool little thing, uh, Darth Maul is getting another miniseries, um, which uh, I had, I I didn't read too much into it, like, I don't know when it's happening. I assume it's happening between, uh, I assume it's happening in between one and two, Mm. episode one and two, um, but it could be happening between, uh, uh, the Clone Wars TV show mm. and the Rebels TV show. That's that could be when it's happening as well. 
Because so, for, for those that don't know, Darth Maul is in Rebels. Yeah. Star Wars Rebels. Uh, so I hear, I like Darth Maul. Yeah. But as far as the media outside of video games and movies is concerned, mm-hmm. I'm a little, I'm getting a little tired of the focus being on a lot of prequel characters. It just seems like a lot of, you know, a lot of the animation, a lot of. Well, the, I mean, a, a, a lot of animation, a lot, a, some, some of the animated movies, and and uh, TV shows. You know, like you you have uh, well, well, Clone Wars, Clone Wars, and Rebels isn't prequel characters. No, it's different. I get that. Um, I mean, there's like two, three. Uh, I, I don't even know if what I'm saying makes sense. I guess I just kind of wish we let like the books. Though. I guess I wish we let the prequels sit and stop focusing so much on characters we know don't matter anymore. Uh. But Darth Maul kind of does, because he's he sh- well, no, but no, he's a big part of Rebels. We're at a yeah, but we're at a different point in the Star Wars timeline. I feel. I mean, now let's be real. This, I guess the Star Wars timeline is kind of. All I was going to say it's like, I, but the focus, the focus is the comics are all before Episode Eight. No, it's not. It's not enough though. <laughs> I guess I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm kind of so fed up with anything prequel related that I kind of wish that. I kind of wish they would have done, like, I don't know, maybe an ancient Sith or uh, Old Republic type of setting. I have, a, I, have a something, theory, I have a theory about that. Actually. Something. You think they got rid of it? No. Uh, I think they're waiting to do an actual movie before they do any of that. It's possible. I mean, I this might not have any substance to it. It's just me being like, okay, Darth Maul. Everyone loves Darth Maul. He's, you mm-hmm. know, I get it, but... Uh, to me, it'd be so much more cool and surprising if it was. Oh, look! It's a Re- it's, it's a Revan comic book, or it's Darth yeah. B- or it's, it's Darth Bane. I think, or it's you know, just so, so, something surprising that wasn't just like okay, this character who has been in yeah the the, the cartoons. Yeah, the it's hard um, because as a person who watches the show, uh, I'm excited mm-hmm. because. Darth Maul's. I'm awesome sorry. In the I, TV show, no, 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 no. Mean... You're, you're, you're valid. Um, there, there's a person like I knew people. I know people who are who say any other media, um, outside of the the movies, mm-hmm. uh, is lame. Um, and they were saying like, why do I need to read a book to know about this character? Um. Whereas. Like I, I don't feel that way. I think it. Enriches. I guess I'm a little prejudiced towards prequel related characters. I was okay. a little bit upset they put a Gungan in the main Star Wars title when they didn't really need to. Do you remember when they're on ta- uh, Tatooine? Um, oh yeah, I guess yeah. And they put in that kind of Jar Jar looking dude with the earring and the eye patch. Yeah. And I was just like, why? Why did you put in a Gungan? I think. I understand it, but I, it's... The, the big thing there is, like, you can't just ignore that it's like, well, where are all these creatures in the rest of the world, then? I suppose so. It's just, like I said, it's just prejudice, because I didn't... I didn't get enough out of those... those, um... character designs. This is why you gotta... As I did Clone, other... Clone Wars TV show. You're right. Well, here's the deal, is I actually... Well, what are you talking about? Rebels I haven't watched any of. I've watched... I actually have watched and liked quite a bit of Clone Wars, 
But what I'm saying... Do you watch a lot? Have we we watched quite a few episodes, didn't we? I showed you like two. Clone Wars? Yeah. Oh, you did watch. No, you're, you're lying. You watched, you watched, watched, you watched, watched like about six with me, right? No, it was. I watched closer to 20 episodes with you. What are you... What? Yeah, man. I don't remember. You and I watched quite a bit. I, I binged that show, so... Well, here's I the deal. Been... You definitely have seen more of it than I have, but... Well, no. I've seen all of it, but yeah. Well, yeah, so the statement yeah. stands for itself. Yes, but, it does. But, 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 any, but anyways, true. Fact. True. But anyways, I'm saying I can, I can like it. I would yeah. just be more down for the introduction of a solo title for a character that's more surprising. A little bit more unpredictability would be you know, be nice here and there. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is they don't. It's like it's like they don't want to. I don't want to say that phrase. What? Uh, they don't want to shoot their guns too early. Um, jump the gun. Yeah, they don't. I think that's the big thing. They're stepping what characters have been introduced in this universe, and I think they're they're. They're doing it very carefully. The fact that we got... I mean, it's cool they're doing a comic book title about intergalactic trade. Yes. That... Even though the Princess Leia <laughs> title is actually pretty close. Uh, is that pretty lame? It's... No, it's not good. The art is great. I love the art. You do like that artwork. Um, the one that makes Han Solo look like a Ken doll? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, it's different. Like, that. that's my thing. Is like It's, it's well executed. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, the the plot line of the Leia comic was just boring, weak. Yeah. Speaking of artwork, uh, I just I just remembered a conversation we had. What was I think it was last weekend where I said I was very very let down when I learned that that artist traced. <laughs> yeah. Remember that conversation? And I was like, no, 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 no. I ruined your dreams. No, no, no. It's like there's there's a, there's a scene uh, in the Big Bang Theory where Sheldon asks Leonard where the Chinese food comes from and Leonard says he's been putting Chinese food from this new restaurant yeah. into into bags from the old restaurant they went to and the old restaurant they went to closed down. And he goes, no. And he goes, oh, this changes everything. <laughs> and he's like, how do I know what's real? <laughs> and that's kind of how I felt. Yeah? I was just a little bit like, this guy doesn't have the ability to just make Harrison Ford or Han Solo look like Harrison Ford. Um, Does it make sense, though? <laughs> Like, oh, that, totally! Now that you see it, yeah. Because I remember when you first saw it, and you're like, "Man, dude, 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 like, dude." Well, my friend Cameron and I were both like, "Oh my gosh, the faces are, this are amazing," is, and they are. Yeah, like, it's still there. It's still the guy traces better than I do, um, <laughs> and you still got the inking, you still got all that, like the shading, the penciling. It's still there. It's still good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the inks. It's, the it's, inking in the comic books are amazing. It's a different. So when, when people say it's tracing, it's not like he put a piece of paper over and he, like, literally traced it. Mm-hmm. What it is is he, he takes an image and he looks at it and he just replicates it. Like Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Which so, actually, okay, I see what you're saying now, and they might call that tracing in the business. Yeah. But if someone was to ask you, did you trace that in person? You'd have to, you'd have to specify what you mean by tracing. Yeah, um, I had a there, in, in third grade. There was this kid who used to accuse me of. He's like, "You trace that," and I'd be like, "No, I looked at something and then I drew it." Yeah, and but but it's even a little bit different than that. <laughs> it's because he has it right there. Like he's he's literally just like memorizing. Whereas whereas a lot of artists will be like, "Okay, I think I." 
I take inspiration from what that is. Right, and then they'll and draw it. And I'm going to draw it. Um, a, they'll see a shape and, like, just the gist of the figure. Yeah. And they'll, they'll, they'll just think about that. They'll, yeah. they'll draw it. As and opposed of, to having it right there. And a lot of artists do that. Like, a lot of artists are able to just create it. Um, mm. But how he does it, it's a, it's weird. But it's a, it's a form of drawing, and it's a form of getting certain characters to look exactly like it. I mean... Um, because if any you, if any title deserves that, I suppose it would be Star Wars because so much of how the characters look isn't it isn't just their wardrobe; it's who played them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. That's why. That's why I didn't let it be. No one was ever going to recast. Um, Harrison Ford. Harrison. Oh. Or, 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 no, I was going to say like. <laughs> um, back Lando in Carizzi. Well, because uh, they are. <laughs> And they did. You mean, you mean for uh, Glover? Yeah, and then the Harrison Ford, the um, whoever's playing Han Solo. Yeah, but well, they're younger though. I get that. There's a difference there. No, here's what I was going to say. He, but here's the weird thing: How old was Harrison Ford uh, for Star Wars? He was 33. And this is this is my problem that I have with now. As much as I love Pratt. The idea of Chris Pratt playing a young Han Solo... Wait, is he? There's a rumor. There's a rumor, and, and there are people... I'm not, I'm not saying official I don't think people. he is. There was a... There was the, you don't... Remember the rumor that Chris Pratt was one of the people who was being talked about? No, I remember Chris Pratt saying that him playing Star-Lord is essentially him playing Han Solo. I... That's... Okay, so I heard one better, or one, okay. one more, and I heard that there was... A lot of people were trying to sway him. F- fans. I'm talking about yeah. fans, and when I say okay. people, I don't mean people in charge. I should I should clear that up. Okay. I mean fans and people I knew were saying, oh, Chris Pratt would be an awesome choice. Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt. The problem with that... He's so hot now. ...is that Chris Pratt is older, I believe, or as or the same age as, as Harrison Ford yeah, was I think when he was in the first Star And not Wars. just that, but like his person... Like, Han Solo wasn't... The quip maker, like he said, he, no, he could be. He was sarcastic, but he was he like was sarcastic in a mean way. Yeah, like we and, were talking about earlier with some yeah. people. And it's a, uh, it's different than Pratt. Pratt makes jokes, like he is right. He is a he is a quipster, and he's smiley. Is, yeah, and he's fun, and he's and he's cuddly. Like you just want to be around Chris Pratt. Yeah, Whereas, Han Solo is Han Solo. Is, he can Han Solo has a dark side. Well, Solo can be a bit of a miserable jerk at times. Yeah. yeah. And that's why he gets on Leia's nerves. Yeah. And Leia gets on his nerves because she can be kind of a wench. True. 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 But, I mean... Which gets back to my main point, which is that Star Wars is so much about... Those characters are... It's so much about who played them... Yeah. ...that I understand why an artist would trace. Yeah. You know. But... I don't know. So Darth Maul comic. Darth Maul. I mean... You'll get there. You don't have to read it. Does he trace photos of Ray Park, that artist? <laughs> Probably not. He also doesn't do every single Star Wars title, so... No, not... Well, I was going to say not him, but whoever does that oh, comic. Probably not. No, Darth Maul has a different design than the movie. Um, That's true. And then we watched a movie uh, last night. We watched um, the Return of the, the Caped Crusader. The Return of the Caped Crusader, and it was fun. 
That's a really fun movie. Uh, so it's funny too. Yes. The the basis of this movie is they took the nineteen sixties Batman and made it an animated movie. Mm-hmm. They got the original cast. Most of them. The the most, the, the living yeah, ones. The living ones. Uh, to play to to come back and play their old characters. Um, Adam West is Batman, mm-hmm. Burt Ward is Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, it and it was fun. Like, there were a lot was, of good jokes. Yeah. Um, holy Salisbury steak, Batman. Holy, well, the like, holy Salisbury <laughs> steak, and uh, all the oh man, all the puns uh, and the part where that movie was just a pun factory. Do you remember the line when he says, "Ryan, not so fast." There's a crosswalk right over there, and we were, Robin, what, you mean? Uh, uh, Batman says, "Robin, not so yeah. fast." Uh, do you remember that part when? Yeah. When they, what, is, what like, did he as, say? As deputized, yeah. <laughs> as deputized officers of the law, <laughs> we are bound yes. to to not be above it or something like that. And then he goes, Robin, do the crosswalk. Yeah, and like they run and they wait at the crosswalk. Mm-hmm. And but and yeah, like, he, he, he goes, he goes like, "Gee, Williger's Batman, you're yeah, right." Yeah, yeah. Just, and yeah. like they run to the crosswalk and they wait, <laughs> and the car's like. Stop for them, mm-hmm. and like Batman, Batman waves, waves. Like, waves to, like they run and then they walk mm-hmm. on the crosswalk. Like they, uh so good. And like the whole movie was like, Robin gets in the the front seat of the car with Catwoman, and she's like, "Can you drive?" And he's like, "Yeah, I've got a learner's permit." <laughs> he's like, "I can drive with anyone who's an with adult any, in, any in, adult in the car." In the car. <laughs> it's just like these stupid, but awesome just like like learning life moments yeah um and then the animation's really awesome it really really looks like the old tv show they did the the bam pow Uh uh-huh uh the voice acting was pretty phenomenal the guy who played the joker was a great caesar romero-esque vocal uh vocalist uh joker laugh was so good the laugh was amazing um, and his voice sounded quite a bit like him too. Um, the the guy who played the Riddler, his voice sounds quite a bit different from George's. Um, is it a uh, Gershwin or is it Gersh? G- Gorshin. Uh, he's kind of a legend for that character. But his laugh, the the maniacal yeah. like weirdo laugh, because his laugh was like if anything a little weirder than the Joker's laugh. Maybe not quite as menacing. It's yeah, it's not menacing. It's like, it's like yeah. yeah, it's like the, it's like it's almost tuneful. There's almost like a, a melodic quality yeah. to it. The weirdest thing is like but I'm I'm so used to the Riddler from the Batman uh, Arkham the, games. Oh, um, to me his voice is the Riddler's voice, so I always have to. I always think of the Riddler from the animated series. Yeah, um, he was he was really good. Him and. Uh, you, I mean, everyone talks about Mark Hamill's Joker, but, I mean, Selina Kyle's voice, the Riddler's voice, Mr. Freeze's voice in the animated yeah. series, all those. The hardest voice to get past in Cape Crusader was Catwoman's. Because she just sounded like she an sounds, old lady. Yeah. At one point you asked me if it was a man. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, no, that's <laughs> her. She's just super old. Well, I think I asked you that just in case I was wrong. Yeah. Because I, I was pretty sure it was Julie Newmar. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's cool that she was still the Catwoman, though. Yes. Um, 
And I loved how what's her what's the character's name? Ant. Uh oh my gosh. The ant in the, the TV show. Yeah. Who like so I didn't watch a lot of the in TV the show. Well, I watched the show a lot growing yeah. up with my and dad. My dad loved it as a kid. And to he me, showed the, it to me, and so I, I grew up loving it. Dick Grayson's aunt lives with. Is it Dick Grayson's aunt? Yeah. Or it's 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 not a. Uh... It's not Bruce's aunt. Okay. It's Dick Grayson's aunt. It's weird. Yeah. Because why would? Because Dick Grayson doesn't have family. Like that's the big thing. Yeah. That should be the whole point. Yeah. Um. In the show. She was such a dumbass, it's and like Aunt Harriet. Aunt Harriet. Yeah. I mean, she's she plays a sweet character, but such a dumbass in terms of like not getting. Yeah. The fact that they're Batman and Robin, and they played that up so much in the TV show. Or per, per, I like per, how, pardon me in in the in the in the movie. But I like how they hinted that she was like, she knew it. Well, kind of. It's kind of like well, does she? Doesn't she? Well, that was she. They're going. Oh, she knows. Until the very end, it was like, oh, he couldn't have been Batman. They were throwing me a surprise party. Um, and and then they were like, we gotta go uh, well, skeet, skeet shooting. Yeah. They're like, oh, we gotta go skeet shooting. Um, and she's like, that makes sense. Yeah. And then she goes, wait. What? Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. still, she's like, not yeah. getting it. And obviously, well, that's because Alfred's keeping her off the trace. That's his. That's his job. <laughs> um, obviously, in that incarnation of Batman, it's supposed to be silly and yeah. fun. And like it starts out with, starts out with Robin doing ballet. That was goofy. Which, which like any other, any other, like movie or comic would would be like, we're going to use that ballet. In like. A critical scene of this movie, uh-huh. like foreshadowing. They never once used the they ballet stuff. No, they didn't use it. It was yeah. just him doing it, yeah. just because. Well, for training. Well, yeah, for 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 yeah. exercise. Yeah. Even though Dick Grayson is an acrobat. Yeah. Well, and then they have that scene where he's like, "You need to stop focusing so much on your upper body." No, oh, yeah. And he's all like, "Yeah, I have been training my biceps too much." Okay, that conversation and the way they were having it as they were walking up the building on yeah. their ropes was really funny. Yeah. The movie's comedically awesome. So the the movie you actually yeah I mean I know we're explaining these jokes right now yeah. and and jokes aren't really very funny when they're explained, yeah. but all I can say is watch it. Oh yeah, I want to show. My, I, I want to show it. I want to show it to my dad because my dad loved the sixties yeah. TV show. I recommend this movie to whoever can can watch it. It's just it's really fun, um, and they they have like they have callbacks to the Nolan movies. Oh, which part was that again? Where Catwoman's like, "Why don't you and me get away, go to Paris?" Or move away to Europe and sip coffee <laughs> in a shop or, or, or in a cafe. Yeah, sip coffee in a cafe. Yeah, yeah. That's and like that's what happens. That's what happens rises. at the end of Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Um, but I did. Well, here's the deal: is the tug of war between Batman and Catwoman, or Richard between Catwoman with Batman and then the the crooks or the yeah. villains that they threw a modernization of the character into it because in the old TV show, Catwoman was just a villain. She yeah. she had no intent to ever side with Batman. Man, Catwoman all. was so weird in this movie. In the in the animated movie? Yeah, like, the, oh. first, the first fight scene 
Where she's like, she's just oh. like, she's like oh. against the wall, and she's like, oh. She does those types of things in the in, in the, the old uh, in the TV show and in the old nineteen sixty six movie. But what's funny is that she can fight, like she kicked yeah. butt in this movie. Oh yeah, there. Um, are, what's funny is there are scenes later where she actually does fight, yeah. but she's just like, like, oh, oh no, I don't want to get in on this fight. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, I. I enjoy that version of Batman for what it is. Mm-hmm. You just you cannot compare it to um, any of the other classic versions of Batman, though. Yeah. Meaning, like, whether you're someone whose favorite version of or favorite interpretation of Batman is Arkham, or yeah. if you're someone who loves uh, like the comics, or if you're someone who loves Batman '89 or the animated series. Um, you have to look at that one for what it is. Yes. Because it's, you know, it's it's not... To some people, that's serious. Batman, though. Yeah, to some people, it is. And that's why oh. when, if someone says Adam West is their favorite Batman, there's validity to that because yeah. Adam West was the first on-screen Batman that was done successfully, in yeah. my opinion. You had the old serials, but come on. Yeah. I mean... Just it, like, I mean, it, Reeve is the first successful... Superman. Superman. I mean, I mean. Oh, well, I guess you have George Reeve, who was on the TV show, and he did look like Superman. But I guess what I'm saying is those versions just haven't aged yeah. well at all. Whereas you can you can put on Batman 1966, yeah, that that movie or, or the old TV show, and it's still entertaining. Yeah, like it might be ridiculous, but it's still a fun time. Yeah. Um, I agree. As a kid, I ran at the old 50s... Uh, Adam West was an episode of animated series, wasn't he? Yes, he played the gray... The gray ghost? The gray ghost. Yeah. And that was really, really special. Yeah. Because Bruce thanks him yeah. for the inspiration. Yeah. And it's like... Which essentially is Kevin Conroy thanking Adam West. Yeah. And yeah. I just thought, like... As sentimental as it sounds, I just thought it was beautiful. It is. It was beautiful. But yeah, Grey Ghost is a great episode. Adam West posted something on Facebook not too long ago. I think it might have been maybe a year ago. Perhaps less. And uh, it was showing all of their... All the past uh, and present Batman's... Uh, B- Batman heights and body types. And, and, and he yeah. says... He says, I may not be as cut as the rest of these guys, but I'm the only one... Who represents the height and weight of yes Batman? Batman. Yeah, which is what I believe six two two twenty, something so. like that. Which I think is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Or how much of a monster they've turned Batman into? That that the second part, him him meeting that criteria, totally cool. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Mm-hmm. The fact that Batman's only two hundred and twenty pounds, bogus. Oh, you mean... Batman is like 260, 280 pounds of muscle. Well, I mean, because that's... The, here's the deal, Andrew. That's the world we live in now. I know. At that time, the nutrition, the diet, yeah. you know, e- exercise, supplements, um, none of that would have been possible. Yeah. Well, I know. I'm Bane just saying... at that time would have looked the way Bruce Wayne does now. That's crazy. And Bane's like... If... If, if, that may, if that analogy makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of know what you're saying, but at the same time, like... 
Batman. I, I think I, I could imagine a Batman smart enough who could kick enough butt at that size. Oh no, no, no. I I understand. He that. would struggle I'm, against characters like Killer Croc. And I'm Bane. just I'm just saying like. I look at the Batman by from, modern comic book standards. from the animated series. Even just the animated series. That Batman's 240, 250. Yeah, he's pretty huge. You can't be 6'2". I know a person who was 6'5", and was 200 pounds, and he was lean. Mm-hmm. Like, at that height, you, you're you just naturally... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bone density, you're that weight. Mm-hmm. Like, I am, I'm 220. It's like, I... Yeah. No. Someone who's bigger than me is definitely... Definitely. I'm pretty sure I'm the exact... Uh, height, weight, and dimensions of Tim Drake when he was 13. Um, no. <laughs> well, then there's also that. For some reason, Tim Drake is also drawn and portrayed older than he actually is. Yes. Robin... I've always King, noticed that. Dick Grayson grew. Like, he aged. Like he's oh, like, yeah. When, he's when like Dick is Robin, he looks like a child. Yeah. And then Tim... I mean... Tim started out looking like a child. Well, he's, I mean, of course he acted like one, or he could tell he was the youngest. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then I think because of, you know, the fact that it was happening in the 90s when the Tim Drake Robin was a thing, but they had to introduce a sidekick who was Batman's first sidekick, they took Tim Drake's uh, Robin costume, essentially, gave it to Dick Grayson... But Dick Grayson was in college while playing Nightwing. Yes. Or, well, probably while playing Robin. Yeah. He hadn't become Nightwing yet. They kind of changed the story around a little bit for the animated series. Oh, they did? Dick Grayson is in college in the animated series. Oh, okay. Um, but they make it work. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure it's only like a season or so later when he becomes Nightwing. Okay. Um, which is why, like... I know people like Kevin Smith and you like love to make fun of Chris O'Donnell. Like... Why do we have this 40-year-old playing Robin? <laughs> but, I mean, in in the animated series, Robin was pretty... He, Robin was pretty uh, old. But they also didn't throw him in every episode. They only put him in episodes that it made sense. Yeah. Um, and gave him a lot of flashbacks from when, like, he was a young Robin. So there are those, there are those okay. scenes. Um, but... I think the reason why they gave him that outfit was because it was a you know no no pixie boots or short shorts yes but also he was older yeah and uh, Tim Drake's Robin I, I I do feel also like it marked a certain period in time when the audience was starting to grow up with the character and teenagers were starting to become a little more edgier with Tim Drake yeah well I mean edgier smarter. Audiences were the reason Jason died, so. Mm-hmm. There you go. I mean, Batman, more than any other character, any other character or family, the Bat family, and just how it's evolved over the years. Yeah. More than any other family that I can, family or characters that I can think of, was the one that, like, in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, was growing up the fastest. Yes. From the Bronze Age. Yeah. Like, it was well, just, the biggest thing is, like, the Bat family is the only family. Like, you have the Green Lanterns, all the different Lanterns. Like, yeah. They haven't, like, they didn't age together. You have whatever a super family is, um, which is, back then it was just Supergirl, Power Girl, and Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bat family was, How about like, Superdog? Oh, Crypto? Crypto. Yeah. 
I always forget his name. He's still he's still around. And like I don't know why there's a there's a sentimental part of me that just loves yeah. crypto. Crypto. <laughs> I don't know if he lives on the farm with the Kent with the Kents. I think he's protecting the. Crypto is protecting the um solitude of fortress of solitude. Mm. But but go watch Return of the Caped Crusader. Definitely go watch it. Um, my favorite recent read. This week, uh, Nightwing, it's a guarantee. If a Nightwing com- comic comes out and I read it, it's going to be my favorite recent read. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as it isn't rubbish. Yeah, I mean, the, <coughs> they did this Monster Madness like story arc that was actually not that, that good. But that was tied to the main Batman story. Um, and then once they got back to Nightwing, it was good. They actually had this moment where... Uh, where Nightwing is fighting a guy named Raptor who thinks he's better than Batman. Like, he thinks he's a better mentor than Batman is. Um, and, like, Nightwing is fighting Raptor, and and Raptor goes, you're just, a, you're just another carbon copy of Batman. He just made you, like, he's brainwashed you, he's made you who he, like him. And then, like, Nightwing beats the crap out of him and says, nice. no, actually, uh, he didn't. Um, and he's like, that was the point. Like, Batman trained Dick Grayson to not be Batman. Um, and that was, that's the big thing. Like, when Dick Grayson is still Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Um, he never, I mean, when he puts on the suit, he is, when he put on the bat suit, it was an act. It, he was playing the part of Batman. He never became Batman. Um, and that's, that's always going to be a, a big part of the Dick Grayson, Bruce Wayne um, and then at the end, it was this really cool moment where they'd been dealing with Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson, like, fighting, kind of, kind of in the sense that Bruce Wayne didn't want to give, didn't want to give Grayson up. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't want to let him go. Um, and then at this one point, like, he's holding on to these chains that are, like, high up off the ground, and, like, he just lets go. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Nightwing, um, like, grabs him, and... Uh, he's like, he's like, I'm so sorry, I let you fall. And he's like, Are you kidding me? I jumped, and it was just like this whole sense of Batman knew that Dick Grayson was going to save him, um, and they trusted Dick to save him. Um, it's just really cool that we get these moments that you don't really see in the the Bat story, and you we're seeing more of Batman trusting people, um, and actually showing emotion towards Dick Grayson, who is out of all of the Robins. Um, he's been the harshest on Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Um, he was He's very sympathetic t- towards Jason because he blames himself for his death. Um, Tim, I think he officially adopted him. So Tim is essentially one of his sons. Um, uh, yeah, Tim is his adopted son. Yeah. Because there was friction between him and Damien. Yeah. And whereas then, Dick... And then Damien is... Uh, it's weird. Batman has a weird relationship with Damien. He loves... Bruce Wayne loves Damien, but he has like he does not care if Damien is in trouble. Yeah, because he knows that Damien can get out of it. Yeah, he knows that Damien is essentially a little Satan spawn. No, yeah. ma- no matter how much, no, no matter near the born of the demon. Well, yeah, but it's like no yeah. matter how much Bruce can 
pull him out of what he was originally born into with the League of Assassins, and yeah. uh, he's still gonna have that in him. Yeah. Oh man, Superman ten is probably my close second for favorite recent read, and it had Jonathan uh, Kent, Superman's son, uh, punching Damien in the stomach. <laughs> oh my god! It's the first time Damien and and John meet. Uh huh. And uh, Damien is collecting these different bat animals. Like, he calls, he has a bat cow, and it's this cow that has, like, a bat symbol, like, pattern on its face. Yeah. And he has a cat who he calls Pennyworth. <laughs> um, and then... That's funny. And then he has, uh, the Doberman dog, uh, Bruce Wayne's dog. And then he has Goliath, which is a giant red bat creature thing. Mm-hmm. And John, John is like, oh, it would be so awesome for them to come to my farm and meet my animals too like john is john is clark kent's son like he's just goofy like wants to be friends with everyone yeah uh and and when john was trying to learn about his powers he actually like his cat got taken by a hawk Mm -hmm. um and like he was like i need to save it and he did the laser eye beam thing Mm -hmm. um blew the cat up and the hawk it killed both of them um, that's sad. It, it was sad. That's was, really that's that's depressing. Yeah. Um. And like he tried to hide it from his mom. Like Aww. he was sad about it. Uh. It's so good. Superman. Uh. Good storyline. But so Damien knows about it. Uh. And he's like, he's like, no, I'd rather my animals live. Uh. Because he's like, he's a sim. Like. Yeah. 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 And it's and then John just turns around and just punches him in the stomach. And John's Superman's son, so he has super strength. And just of and course di- not on that not on that level. No, but and he didn't like pulverize him, but he just like punches him in the stomach. And Damien's like, <laughs> like he like it's Damien is genuinely surprised and like in pain. Yeah, and it's I went yes. Well, yeah, because um, Damien. Then as soon as that happens, like they look up and like Batman and Superman are like looming over them, like yeah. red eyes and yeah. like shadowed figured. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Superman number ten. Well, I mean, I I like Damien, but he's a little jerk. Oh yeah, like he'll never be my favorite Robin. Oh, can't be Dick, huh? Can't be Dick. Tim. Oh, Tim Sears. Yeah. Well, what's up, Tim Sears? I would well. Dick Grayson is the best character to ever be Robin. Yes. He he's just so good as Nightwing or Batman that it's hard to be like I liked him mostly as Robin. It's, yeah. it's, it's hard to feel it's hard to say that Dick Grayson is the best Robin when I actually feel he was better as the other superheroes. He was better as Nightwing and Batman in my opinion. Yes. Yes, he's a better Nightwing than he is Robin. But does that mean that he's not still the best Robin? <laughs> is, the, is the question uh, and then Tim weird. I mean of course Tim has only ever been Robin yes Red Robin let's face it is just a title given to him to distinguish him from Damien yeah um I actually think uh that's what I think that's, he's dead now Tim Drake is dead yeah when was he when was he ever killed off uh Detective Comics just recently was he killed off in the traditional sense or was he is, is it I don't know. I haven't read it. Is oh. it a millennial thing where he's like shot through time again? No, like no, some no. Of the, like like Batman and Captain to, America. I need to read Detective Comics. Um, Cousin Nightwing, it's mentioned. It's mentioned in Batman as well. Interesting. Yeah. 
Unfortunate. Yes. I, you know, this is just me. I feel Damien being his stubborn personality and a bit of a hellion. I kind of want Damien to evolve into his own solo character, and I want Tim back as 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 Robin. That's truly what I what I want. It's not going to happen. Don't tell me this. <laughs> it's not. I mean, at some, I'm I'm talking. It could be decades down the line. I I want that to happen again. Uh, it's it's hard because Damien is solidifying himself as Robin. I just. Like he's, I don't he's like become, that. As he's much. becoming more Robin than any other character. I just don't like that. I'm sorry. I mean, of course, when I started reading Batman and Son, and, and he first opened like all those, uh, all the uh, Grant Morrison graphic novels that I read when they were current at the time, like mm-hmm. what would have been eight years ago. Um, I I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. But I just don't like it as much. I know. I love Damien as Robin with Dick. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. And Tim made sense as the Red Robin. But it's never going to be better than Bruce with Tim and then Dick Grayson as Nightwing. Well, you're never going to... We're never going to beat that. I just want no, you to... you'll never get that again. But you'll, you, you, you don't admit that you also would prefer that. Yes, or, but or I would can you? appreciate character development. You don't think that Damien could be his own superhero? Eventually? He has to grow up. Uh, yes. But we won't get Tim as Robin again. Tim is the naturally better Robin. Though. I understand that. Because Damien is merciless and dark. Robin is supposed to be a symbol of light. Do you see how your argument is full of holes? No. I'm not arguing that Damien's a better I'm just, Robin. I'm, I'm, I'm just being a jerk. I'm, just I'm being... letting you know it's not going to happen. Well, here's the thing. New 52 happened, and then Rebirth happened. So I'm just saying that things, things can get changed around however the writers yes. feel like it. I, I'm... And I'm by no I'm, means implying that it's going to happen. With Tim Drake dying, he's going to come back. That's a guarantee. I'm by no means implying that it's going to happen in he's a going year to be, or two. He's going to be a new character. He's going to... Him dying and him... I wouldn't be surprised if they call him Phoenix. Um, it's going to be a him getting rid of the Robin title. He has no more Robin. And, and he is moving on. I mean, like I said, I I saw that coming mm-hmm. when I started reading Batman uh, and Robin back in the late 2000s. When I really started getting back into comics. But I... I'm just, all I'm saying is that so this is what I want. I know, I know. That's all I'm saying. I'm do you here, see I'm, why I read? Here, do you I'm see here, why I read '80s and '90s Batman? I'm, I'm here to be your pillar, though, of reality. Well, so that way you don't fall. Well, while we're on a down note, we might as well end the show. Um, yeah, thank, thank you, you all for listening. Um, you, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, let us know on our Facebook page on Origins and Adaptations. You'll be able to find all the rest of the podcasts on there as well. Tim Drake forever. Uh, and then also you can tweet us at O and A Pod. Um, or O N A is our Twitter Twitter handle. Twitter. You said Twitter. Twitter handle. Handle, yeah. So O and A Pod. Andrew, um, did you have a fun show? 
I did. I had a fun show. Yeah. It was a good one. Thank you, guys. Thank you.